You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I am excited to share another hour with you. Whether we like it or not, we are living in a global economy that continues to be shaped by rapidly emerging technology. Agility and organizational strategy and adaptability of organizational culture are imperative for the success of our organizations and our economy. Therefore, career success of any professional is predicated on their ability to embrace technology and cultural sensitivity because stakeholders of organizations are without a doubt diverse in their makeup. We don't get to choose where our stakeholders come from because they come from all over the world. Being technically brilliant is good, but it is truly not good enough. One has to be able to deal with cultural sensitivity, with cross-section of professionals from all over the world, and embrace different uh, perspectives and different cultures in order to drive a successful organization. So the soft skills that are necessary to make a person successful is no longer a nice to have, like in the olden days. It is a necessary must have. And most organizations look at these skills as something they cannot give people. So they recruit people with the soft skills because technical skills one can be taught. But the soft skills that come from the core of a person's character that cannot be taught by the time you get to the workplace. All those qualities of a person are set. So the purpose of today's conversation is truly to understand what is going to make us successful in a global economy. How do we look at things from a different perspective and deal with that cultural sensitivity in every aspect of our dealings. And why is this important? I would like to just give a vignette as a illustration. I was just walking off to the elevator banks and there was a team of gentlemen standing there and talking and one of the American gentlemen voiced his concerns about how in China they were having a festival for a dog, dog barbecue. And he was appalled. He couldn't believe how people could do this, how inhumane it is. And he's standing there and talking to his teammates and uh, his Indian coworker speaks up and says, you know, it's exactly the same way you have a beef barbecue and you invite me to it. Where I come from, we worship the cow, but you eat the cow and you try to feed me the cow. You have dogs for pets. Somebody else eats the dogs. It doesn't mean anybody is right or wrong, we're just different. So that actually reminds me of how important it is for us to even think before we talk. 
because a lot of the things we say in a diverse global environment may come across sometimes careless, sometimes arrogant, sometimes not well thought through. And it's that kind of sensitivity that we need to build among our teammates because if we talk like that, then we may inadvertently act in ways that are insensitive. And how many of us today uh, stop to think about how I am having my body language come across, how I am handling myself, the words I'm using, is that going to be insulting? How many of us stop to think if I am in the Asian continent for a meeting, taking my jacket off and putting it on my chair is a mark of disrespect to my audience. A deal is killed the minute I do that, right? So these kind of nuances are equally important as words. And we are going to take the time today to talk about trust, respect, and understanding how they are fundamental to relationship building. How can we build strong relationships for collaborative success is the secret sauce that every organization is looking for. And to have this really, really timely, important conversation on building teams that thrive in a global economy is Margaret Burke, International Treasury Manager from London, England. Mags and I built a cross-Atlantic work partnership when we established the post-acquisition stand-up of an international firm as part of the mergers and acquisitions process of a Fortune 100 company. I, would not ima- I could not imagine a better guest to have this discussion with me. Max, welcome to the show, and I am so excited to have you with me in Chicago as well as on the show. Thank you very much, Kaz. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, and it's a, an honor that you uh, thought to invite me, and um, I look forward to speaking with you. Wonderful. And this is going to be an interesting conversation because this is what you and I work with every day, right? Yes. We work with multiple countries, multiple cultures, to a point where even a weekend doesn't mean the same thing to us. There are parts of the world we support whose weekends are Friday, Saturday. Yes. Sunday is their first day of work. Absolutely. And New Year comes for different cultures on different days. So we have to plan around everybody's New Year. We have to plan around everybody's. And Christmas Christmas. doesn't happen in some places. Yes. And then there's the Orthodox Christmas and there's. Yes, absolutely. The modern Christmas. So thinking of all of this and working in a cross-cultural global environment we are constantly required to engage in a way that we understand, appreciate, and act in a responsible manner. And we're constantly aware of, and we need to be aware of, the cultural differences that are visible and the cultural differences that are not visible. The cultural roots are beneath the surface. We have to invest time to get to know people and understand. The cultural differences are visible to the naked eye. And from your experience, and you've been in this international treasury arena pretty much your whole career, how do you personally go about learning, understanding, and building those relationships? Because you have had a successful career, and this doesn't come purely out of your technical skills. You must have those cross-cultural people skills. 
Um, I was very lucky um, that throughout my career, I've, I've traveled widely across every continent. And one of the first things I do when I go to a new country and meet my new colleagues for the first time is get to understand their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, how long is their commute? You know, what, what are the challenges that they're facing outside of the office on a day-to-day basis? Um, do they even have internet like 24-7, which we take for granted? Mm-hmm. There's some countries where after two o'clock in the afternoon, um, internet is very hit and miss. So you need to understand um, their daily lives, the challenges they face, in order for you to understand why you may not get a report by 10 o'clock that day, by three o'clock that mm-hmm. afternoon. Because otherwise you can't appreciate um, why they can't deliver. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to understand what's, you know, what makes them tick in terms of their family, what are their aspirations, and whether or not that's realistic, it, 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 it's irrelevant. It's about you know, how you can support them and motivate them to do their best. But knowing them and their, you know, their backgrounds is important. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much true even when you're working with people from your own culture, from your own country. Absolutely. Because nobody is a droid or a machine, right? Everybody comes from a family, whether it's functional or not is a different thing. Yeah. And they bring those baggages and their burdens. And anytime we add to that burden or we don't understand the limitations and nuances, then we are going to be working in cross-purpose of those individuals. And therefore, we lose the opportunity to build that trust and therefore a a caring relationship. Absolutely. And I think the main thing is, you know, talking about baggage, is to always keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you may already, you know, you don't need to form an opinion before you've met people. Just go there with an open mind and be ready to um, understand where they're coming from um, and, and for them to educate you. It's not, it's not us to educate them. We need to be educated by them mm-hmm. about um, their lives, where, you know, how they get to work, you know, you know the, their aspirations and understand also you know time differences and um, all these practicalities just be open and mm-hmm. and be sharing of um, you know what what you're trying to achieve yes. as, a, as a company mm-hmm. and there are labor laws and other nuances right I was in uh, Spain in Barcelona just two months ago for work and the headline in the newspaper was this guy came into the uh, workplace one hour ahead of opening every day and he was arrested for breaking the labor law. And then somebody's child is telling the father, don't go to work on weekends, don't go work early, don't work late because I don't want you arrested. And when American employers don't understand that these kind of you know, work can seep into personal life, we don't care about your country's labor laws, then you're actually causing risk to the family of the employees. And that's not healthy either. No. And I think as well, what we've got to be mindful of is the sacrifices that some people make Mm -hmm. for a company. Um, In the Asian culture, it's not unusual to leave your hometown, your home village, Mm -hmm. and go back once a year 
to yeah. see your family. And that's for their new year. There's a massive migration of humanity for the Chinese New Year purely because of that. Yeah, and that and that is the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should be aware that, you know, that people are dedicating themselves and committing themselves, you know, to work for a company. And we should allow them that time as mm-hmm. a minimum to go back and see their mm-hmm. families because they're sacrificing so much the rest of the year. So how would you, what would you advise a leader of an organization who doesn't see that and would take the position that you work for an American company now, you just have to do the American way. We don't care about your new year. I think, you know, that that makes me very sad. And um, of course, you know, life goes on and business goes on. But as I said, you know, people are making sacrifices Mm -hmm. for the benefit of the company. And there should be some understanding of that and if they're not understanding it's actually very sad because those people are are, going to make a decision to work somewhere else at some point in time and that also comes across as a lack of respect as a lack of respect not just for the person but for the culture and their collective human dignity it's it's ignorance really Mm -hmm. and so the best solution for this is like you said and like we always practice, get to know the person. Every person is different. Get to know them and then tailor your relationship and communication to that person. That way, chances are that you're going to be more careful and you're going to be more sensitive. Yeah, in a genuine way, you know, yes. that, you, you know, you want to be open. You, you want to do your best to help them to help you. Mm-hmm. Well said, perfectly said. And let's go in for a break and come back and pick this conversation right back up. Yeah, great. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. 
are listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We are having a conversation on building teams that thrive in a global economy. Mags, welcome back to the show. It's nice to be here. Thank you, Kaz. So before we went to break, we were talking about the importance of being sensitive, being understanding, getting to know the people we work with and their day-to-day life and their limitations, and then build a relationship and the working deliverables and deadlines around it in a way that it is thoughtful. Culture and understanding people is very nuanced, very complex. The language we use and how we communicate with people are equally important. That we take complete ownership on ourselves, by ourselves to do things right. And the reason I bring this up is as somebody who's traveled and worked around the world, when I came to America in my late 20s, my First job was with this telecom giant. And I'm in my first budget meeting as the head of finance and business operations. And the leadership team around the table looks at me and say, Cass, we need more bodies. How are you going to get us more bodies? I'm like, okay. Thinking to myself, I'm going to play this with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor but I'm not happy with the language they're using. So I, my immediate reaction was, have you tried the morgue? <laughs> so they all laughed and they said, oh, no, 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 Cass, you don't understand the American vernacular. What we mean is butts on seats. I said, oh, you mean butts on seats to get the work done? They said, yes, now you're getting it. I said, so do you care that those butts are connected to a brain? that it actually has a heart that cares about who it serves? Do you care that butt has any other features and symptoms of actually being human? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, you know, if we talk about our people as bodies, then we're going to go out there and treat them like they're just bodies. Mm -hmm. Language is culture, and I don't mean just English. The words we use is our organizational culture. And I would like for us to start talking about our people in a respectful, responsible way so that when we go out there, we will also remember to treat them like real people. And I bring this little vignette up as an illustration of the importance of language as culture in an organizational culture. And you and I have worked in multiple organizations of different uh, national nationality based organizations from different parts of the world and everybody has their own nuances and their own ways of doing things and how have you seen language and communication to good as well as to bad because there's both right both can happen yeah um well first of all you know we've got the written language um Mm -hmm. which is you know you know, less likely to be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't talk the way that we write. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's really important, um, you know, especially when people are where, where English is not their first language, um, to be clear about we, what what we're asking them to do, mm-hmm. um, but also in a way that doesn't become offensive, yes. as you say. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think I think simplicity is key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to overcomplicate the language, um, and, but also. Um, to understand that your humour may not be um, understood somewhere else. It doesn't always translate. No, that's correct. Mm-hmm. So um, until you know somebody really well and, and they, you know, they understand you, it's always best to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, a bad experience or a bad example of, of poor language would would just be overcomplicating, like um, in in the technical sense, you know, if you're talking about an accounting system, you know, just keep the sentence, you know, just talk in short sentences, mm-hmm. um, you know, try and um, maybe describe things in different ways uh, or or several ways to get the point across. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of trying to demonstrate how much smarter you are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It, it's to try and keep it simple um, and, and less technical and, and try and keep it at, um, at, in, at a level that you think would understand, mm-hmm. they would get mm-hmm. easier. And in the international business world, we also tend to rely so much on email communication. Yeah. And nothing comes close to picking up that picking up that phone and having a conversation because I'm a believer that if you have to send two emails back and forth we're way off the reservation yeah and then you know you're and what tends to happen is people add in people and um, then they go off at tangents and by the end of the email the the problems probably been resolved six messages ago um, because you have picked up the phone with the relevant person, explained it clearly, um, and it has been lost in translation. That's a good point. And I am also a believer, and I've seen this in practice, um, always Skyping somebody and talking and giving them a heads up that I'm going to send an email. This is what I mean by it. Do you have any questions? Can I clarify anything before I actually send the email? And then when I actually send the email, I also use emojis. As an educator, we teach our students in the MBA classroom on how to bring the body language component in the written communication. In written communication, 70% of the language, which is body language, is completely taken off the top. Correct, yeah. And the emojis and the way you write can allow you to add that back. Otherwise, people are going to read the message in the tone of the mood they're currently in. That's right. So how have you seen some of those writing techniques or ways to introduce the nonverbal cues in the written language work? Well, as you know, we, we've both been on, on Skype messages many times, and I think the, the wave emoji uh-huh. is, prob- is a really good one to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, it's fr- it's already you know a friendly yes. uh-huh. face you know mm-hmm. um, when somebody um, has confirmed that they've delivered the report you know answered the question that you wanted it's always nice to um, have the thanks and the, the smile emoji that mm-hmm. you're happy with them yes um, 
you know, if, if your day is not going so well and you're having, you know, you've, you've come across some issues in, in, in a particular process um, and said, oh, you know, actually, um, you know, I've got some issues going on today. Um, and a sad face. <laughs> I like the one where the guy hits his head on the wall. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's yeah. me today. Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> I think as well on a Friday afternoon when you're thinking about the weekend, um, the little cocktail glass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, um, I think it, as well, it, it, um, it lightens the mood. Yes. Uh-huh. And it breaks the mood of the recipient and brings them to a different place to be more open to receiving the conversation we're going to have. And technology is a beautiful thing if we just know how to integrate its various components and use it. Absolutely. The other thing I find very interesting in the communication side of coming from multiple cultures is that the British English, the American English, the Australian English the Canadian English, there are different words for the same thing. I remember walking around looking for a lift and nobody could tell me what it is or where it was. Everybody's looking at me like I had three heads, <laughs> right? And then I had to learn the hard way that I have to use the word elevator, yeah. right? Yeah. We run into that in the office all the time. You always, when you're not from there, from you're from the outside you end up using a word that is normal to you but it is norm, not normal to the other how how do you recommend people ask the other person to say it in another way because it's i'm not receiving your message i am missing something here uh yeah so um you know i think um how would i explain this when somebody is, you know, potentially misunderstood the message, mm-hmm. um, I think when you call, when you call up somebody, mm-hmm. for, you know, if the written message goes first, and then you would call if if they haven't responded immediately, and it's a simple request, mm-hmm. then you you obviously know that something's lost in translation, and then I would, you know, people don't want to say I don't understand yes. because they feel like a failure, yes. or they feel inadequate in some way. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't got the response to a fairly simple request, I would I would pick up the phone and say. Hi, John. Um, did you see my message? Um, is it is you know is it clear to you what what I need to what I need you to do for me? Um, and I think um, when you're not writing it down, they would say, well, actually, um, I'm not ask. I don't know what you mean. What mm-hmm. you know what you're asking me to organise or what you're asking mm-hmm. me to, to send you. Um, and they they you know they're they're more um, likely to um, you know tell you the truth (laughs) that's true Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to fail in delivering no provided you give them an opportunity to discuss what they didn't understand i have taught myself to always ask am i making sense because i take the responsibility of the communication on me i never ask people do you get it yeah do you understand because then the responsibility is theirs i take it on me and i always say did i make sense or should I try it a different way? Yeah. And that way it's non-threatening. It is not about them. It is about me. And most of the time people are open to saying, you know what, I would like for you to say it another way. Yeah. I had actually an example this morning where one of my colleagues was 
drafting a message to um, our colleagues in Latin America mm-hmm. and EMEA. And they asked me to come over and review the words mm-hmm. and say, you know, do you think that they, it was quite a technical um, area of, mm-hmm. of what we were doing. Do you think that they will understand the way that um, it, it's phrased? Um, and to some people, vendor means somebody that you're paying. But in Europe, uh, vendor can also mean customer. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I think you should be clearer when you mean, a, you know, when, when a, somebody is um, sending you money where it's a receivable, that that would normally be a customer. And I would make reference to a customer's receivable. If you're talking about a payment out, I would be more specific and say about a vendor payment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, different things mean different, uh, different words mean different things to people, mm-hmm. like you say. So it's always good to get even another opinion mm-hmm. on your draft before you send it. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that second opinion always is, to me, like blind spot watching, right? We all have the opportunity to be somebody else's blind spot watcher, because if we do that, then collectively the organization is successful, and that's all we are trying to strive for, right? Yeah. And that helps build trust, that helps build camaraderie, and it is also important to show that vulnerability and ask for help, because that, more than anything else, is what builds trusted relationships yeah. and teams. Yeah, and, and um her experience was US focused. Mm-hmm. So for the US audience, what she had originally planned to send would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but when it was an international audience, it needed it needed that um, to be a bit more specific. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful example. I'm glad you brought that up. And with that, we are going to go for our second break and we will pick this up on the other side. Great. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us on the episode, Building Teams That Thrive in a Global Economy. Max, as we talk about working in a cross-global, cross-cultural team environment, the ability to build trust, the ability to be flexible, to listen, understand the difference, and then function as a team like on a relay. One person runs the first lap, Mm -hmm. you pass the baton on to the next person to run a second lap. And that has to be done in a way that the giver and the receiver at every exchange has that trust Mm -hmm. and commitment, knowing that nothing is going to come back to haunt you. And I bring this up because when you and I started working together on this acquisition, I remember that was the time my husband had had a spinal injury. He was in the hospital and you and I tagged him and worked and you were my wake up call at five o'clock every morning. London calling. Yes. And you would always say, wakey, wakey, this is London calling. And my day started with that. And you actually knew how to cheer me up at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) while I'm still in the hospital. Right. And that allowed us to have the kind of relationship sight unseen that we built today, we consider each other friends. Exactly. How do you feel about that experience and what would be some of the lessons learned you would share to other professionals who are entering the international world or young people thinking of entering that world? Um, well, I have to say that my, you know, from the from the off, um, I knew that you had my back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, we needed to have that relationship. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it was what was required at the mm-hmm. time. And I'm very lucky that um, that you were the right person in the right place for me. And we were blessed. We were both blessed because we, end of the day, I handed it off back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we planned. Um, we were professional. Um, we did small baby steps. You know, we didn't we, we didn't always look at, at the end goal. We looked at the stages of how we were going to get there. Mm-hmm. And we communicated that very clearly on a daily basis. So um, uh, during the mor- my morning, um, I would prepare what was required. Um, I would, um, you know, be, I would think about what I needed you to do. Um, and hand that over and be very clear in the instructions. And it was all about planning. Um, but it was about having a sense of humor as well. Yeah. This was a tough time. Mm-hmm. And you could have, a, you could have either la- cried or laughed, laughed. about it. Um, but, but in, you know, with our professionalism and the strength that mm-hmm. we've, we've gained over our experience, we were lucky to be able to laugh about it. But... Um, you know, I, I felt so strongly from from the off that that you wanted to support me, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to support you. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what it's about. It's about getting the job done. Um, but, you know, there's the time difference as well. But being very clear in our communication about, okay, I've done this. I'm handing you the baton. Um, um, this this is what we need to achieve today on your side. And, and then pass on the baton with your list. To me, the next morning when I get up, I pick up and run the next lap. Yeah, exactly. And so we tag-teamed. And I think what was nice about it is we also didn't take ourselves seriously. Yeah. And we enjoyed the process of working together. And God knows we put in ungodly hours. Mm-hmm. But it was bearable because of how we went about it. And we truly enjoyed the process. If we don't enjoy the process, and that's a big lesson, right? Despite our cultural language time differences, we truly connected in at a human level, because at a human level, all of those other things don't matter. And then we had enough of trust and respect that we were able to tag team and pass the baton back and forth. And not once did we drop it. Absolutely. And two years later, we are working in different capacities, but we still have the ability to pick up the phone and call the other person. And regardless of the time of day, we know that the other person is going to be Johnny on the spot and take care of things. Yeah. hundred percent trust. Uh-huh. It's, it's proven. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we bonded through that tough time, mm-hmm. you know. It's like any relationship, you know, if you've had a loss or, uh, you know. Um, Anything traumatic bonds yeah, you. Yeah, and that's what happened with mm-hmm. us. Um, but I think um, the sense of humour got us through, but underlying it was the fact that, um, for me anyway, I felt that you had this warmth and that you were genuine um, but we were clear about what we wanted to achieve yes. and how we were going to get there. And nobody was selfish, right? A lot of times, even inside the same country, inside the same office, team function breaks down and becomes confrontational. If ego comes in, uh, yep. if greed comes in, or people want to destroy other people in order for them to look good because they don't have anything valuable to offer, so they destroy other people's value. Yeah, and we've seen, you know, I've come across that in my professional career, you know, many mm-hmm. times, and I think it's in every company. Yes, it's in every culture, it's in every company. Yeah. But the secret sauce to building that successful, cohesive, viable team is to put the kind of people together who become the catalyst for that kind of warm, caring, trusting partnership because that's contagious. It can be contagious. Yeah, and and people do see that that produces results. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good for everybody. Yes, everybody wins. Yeah. Unlike the uh, belief that if I am to win, you have to lose. It's not a competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about getting there together and how we can make it happen. It's a rowing race. It's not a tennis match. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself. It's a tennis match and it's it's not a tennis match. It's a rowing race. And most of the time it's a marathon. Oh, yeah. You're running and running and you have to drink water and just keep running. Honesty and flexibility and being open are so important, and so is the ability to listen. And listening is such an important skill that a lot of people haven't mastered. They hear you. The minute they hear a word, they're formulating an answer. They're not listening. 
to everything. And I know when you come to the U.S. to work <laughs> with us, I actually had to have a meeting last week with everybody and say, don't listen to her accent. <laughs> Make it a point to listen to the content because that's how we get work done, right? Yep. And a lot of times people, in this case, they're fascinated by the accent. In some other cases, I actually had somebody on the phone with me in the office tell somebody else on the phone, we don't understand you. And they were very rude about that other person's accent. And that is not healthy. No. And... Um, that sh- that shows again ignorance of mm-hmm. other p- other cultures and other you know regions around the world, you know, and a lack of experience on how to handle it. Yes, uh-huh. and sensitivity cannot be taught. It comes with a person's moral cognitive capability, and their self-awareness, their social awareness, and their ability to function societally, which all gets clubbed into the emotional intelligence. So there is the IQ that gives you all the technical smarts, and then there is the EQ that makes you super genius with regards to relationships. And if an organization only hires uh, technical geniuses, who, uh, who always I tend to refer to as a sociopathic Uh, savant their savant nature is the genius doesn't their technical stuff but in every other societal aspect they are just blind as a bat and that doesn't help no and then you know there has to be some empathy Mm -hmm. there has to be some understanding that these people who are on the other side of the world um you know may not have um the same um you know resources Mm -hmm. that you have and, you know, um, they may, you know, if they miss their bu- last bus home, how are they going to get home? They're not going to be able to call an Uber. Yes. You know, there's no empathy or un- if you've got no empathy or understanding of um, the culture and their circumstances and their circumstances, um, then it's never going to work because then, you know, they're, in- they're going to be um, resentful. Yes. Nobody wants to work for an organization that has a callous culture. And everything starts with, I always sit back and look at, is this organization capable of treating people as a whole person? And what do I mean by that is, they do they recognize that people have a heart, mind, body, and a soul? Yeah, absolutely. And just compensation is not enough. No, it's more than money. And research proves that people demand money when all the other aspects of a person's needs are not met. If you don't treat me like a person, you don't respect me, you don't care about me, and you destroy my spirit every single day because tearing me down is how you build yourself up, then just show me the money. Yeah. It beca- you become a robot. Mm-hmm. Just like them, effectively. Yes. And if we truly take care of people, then the growth, the nurturing, the camaraderie, the relationship, those tend to build the kind of culture that propels an organization to do great things because it's ordinary people coming together as a team doing extraordinary things is what drives innovation. And thinking of your co-workers as, as, as a family, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about, you know, how you can help one another. 
um, not about, well, you know, I want to get another rung up the ladder. How do I do that at all cost? Mm-hmm. Putting other people first in some ways. Yes. I remember in a piece of advice, a senior mentor gave a bunch of young um, new hires one time when I was with another organization. He said, be very careful whose toes you tap, step on on your way up because they're connected to the butts you have to kiss on your way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Taking from the page of physics, what goes up must come down. Careers go up and down. Yeah. And he was very, I mean, he was a little more direct in the way he said it. I am cleaning up the language for the radio. But pretty much that was the essence of the message. And I thought that was a very important message to give young people as they're entering the workplace. Because this is not about doing whatever it takes to get where you want to get to, but doing it through people and by building bridges. Yeah. And, you know, the world is a very small place now with technology. And you never know who you're going to come across next. And I and I have exa- many examples of that. Yes, I do want you to share that example when we come back from our final break. Great, we'll do. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, Please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. You are joining us in the episode, Building Teams That Thrive in a Global, global Economy. Welcome back to the show, Mags. Thanks for having me, Kaz. So as we come to our final segment, I do want you to take a minute and share your example of how this is indeed a small world. And in each of our professions, it comes back. It's like the Wheel of Fortune, right? It keeps coming back. Yeah, you, you can, if you stay in the same industry long enough, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a circle. It's like the circle of life. It comes back to the beginning mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah, for sure. And you end up, one way or the other, reaping the proverbial karma. Yeah. So sowing good seeds is good because then you get to reap what you just sowed. Yeah, and you're remembered for the right things. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think one of the most important uh, aspects of working with people and building teams is to remember that each of our names is a brand. Our names are capable of conjuring up emotions and certain uh, beliefs about us that is our brand our name is our brand and what do we want people to think when they think of our name is this going to be somebody who is going to do whatever it takes to destroy other people to get to the next part is this going to be somebody who will roll up their sleeves and do whatever it takes to make the team successful is this somebody who's going to be sensitive and caring and help other people succeed and we get to make the choice as we enter the workplace as to the brand we're building around our name. Yeah, agree. So what, what us, we all remember the people who've helped us succeed, right? Yeah. Who've helped us become better. And we also remember the people who made our lives miserable because we hope and pray we don't become like them. Yeah, but even that, even a bad experience is a good experience. Yes, because then you learn what not to be. Yeah. So thinking about all of this and having worked in the international arena and built successful teams and worked with successful teams, and obviously based on having known you for the last two years, I know you maintain those relationships. Therefore, those relationships have, you know, stood the test of time and employment. Yeah. What is your advice to young people entering an international marketplace, whether as part of growing in their career or straight out of college, universities coming into the workplace and choosing to work in an international arena, what advice do you have for their success? Um, I would say that your communication skills are just as important as your qualifications. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, more important, mm-hmm. as we live in an increasingly more technology-minded world, you know, people rely on text, they rely on email. But as you mentioned earlier, that's not giving you body language. And I think that's actually killed the art of conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's quite sad. I've come across um, young people straight out of university Um, who don't even know how to approach someone and ask them a question. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no sense of even personal space. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just so driven. It's it's what they want at that moment in time that matters, regardless of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to to, um, step back, take a good look around you, um, and think about your colleagues and what stages that they're at. 
Mm-hmm. You need to acknowledge, you know, that there are, there are levels of managers, um, there are, you know, senior people within the company, and address your conversation accordingly and have, um, you know, a, a way of speaking to everybody at different levels as well. So, um, you know, young people, um, you, you need to be able to adapt yourself to the situation mm-hmm. um, and think about, well, you know, what is that person going, going to expect of me, you know, to be remain professional at all times, mm-hmm. you know, to give the right impression from the start so that they, you know, leave from speaking with you that, Hi, you know that guy, that person um, knows what they're talking about, and I think to prepare, if you're asking somebody to sign something, um, to be prepared. Don't just walk in there with that document and say, "Please, can you sign this form?" Because the number one question is, "What is it for?" And if you don't know what what it's for, they lose confidence in you. Uh-huh. So I think um, communication skills, being aware of um, people around you and trying to prepare in, um, you know, when you're going to speak to somebody, ask somebody to do something. Mm-hmm. And all of these things cannot be learned from a book. No, no. And I have also, those are very, very good advice, points of references. I've also learned over the years to advise young people before you go in for a meeting, in the world of technology, you can Google everybody. Mm-hmm. Go to LinkedIn, go to the professional pages, and look somebody up, see what their background is, see where they've been, see what they've done. You can build a profile of a person and you can plan your conversation even before you meet that person. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to do your research mm-hmm. and then be able to adapt yourself mm-hmm. to, that, to that situation. Yes. And it's also a mark of respect, right? You've actually done your homework mm-hmm and done research about this person or these people before you go in for a meeting because it was important for you to know your audience. Yeah, their background Yes. so that you can deliver the communication in the way that they'll understand it yes. and appreciate Yes, and in a meaningful way for them because everybody wants to know, so what, who cares is what we say in school, right? So you write a paper for me because I asked you a question but you've just written words. If it doesn't answer the two questions, so what and who cares? Why am I reading this? Yeah. Same approach. Take it to your human interactions and ask yourself what is going to be the so what and who cares? And why should they care? And what is this about? And why is this important now? And how is this going to help our organization? And if we can have that conversation, I think then we are going to be in a much, much better place. So we also work in environments where some people in, you and I are in the accounting finance profession. Yeah. We work with a lot of technical IT people. Two professions who normally say they chose the profession because they don't like people. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's true. The numbers people and the technology people. How do you make them or help them get beyond that I don't want to deal with people to guess what in this real world until Martians come down to deal with us? We have to deal with one another. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about being inclusive, mm-hmm. keeping people informed, um, um, managing expectations um, and being realistic 
um, there's no point in, in putting um, a deadline that was never going to be met. That's true. Um, you need to, un- you know, also understand where they're coming from. You know, the, the resources that will be required to deliver what, what your, mm-hmm. you know, the project, the request. Um, and also allowing them to understand your other priorities. Mm-hmm. So they know um, that you're working on several things at the same time, but this is the one that's most important. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point. And I cannot believe we truly have run out of time. We've been talking for an hour. It truly has been a pleasure, Max. Not only do I get to work with you, today I got to do a radio show with you. And hopefully this valuable insights and the cultural uh, sensitivity-based vignettes we've talked about is going to help our audience. And it is going to help us further the conversation Because as I started the show, it really doesn't matter whether we like it or not. We do live in a global environment. This is a global economy and our jobs are driven by being successful in a global economy. And once we understand and appreciate other people's cultural backgrounds, then we can also be in a better position to connect with them. This show is all about helping people transform their lives to go after what is just right. So we continue to invite our audience to write in, share with us your thoughts, your questions, your ideas, so that we can structure our shows around what is meaningful to you. As you go out there and start having these conversations, please email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. And please take some of these tidbits and start applying it in your day-to-day practice. And we would love to hear your experience as a result. As you continue your journey today, tomorrow, during the week, over the next few days, remember every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So go out there, change lives, change lives for the better. And please remember to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.